0: You are listening to the Galena Missions Podcast, the preaching ministry of Galena Bible Church. Follow along as we study God's Word together. I have a quote here from a British, I mean, Samuel Johnson, he was an English poet and he said, he who praises everybody, praises nobody. Nobody. Uh, I don't think anyone could accuse me of that behavior. Um, <clears throat> like bread is allowed to cook in our household once a week, okay? And uh, <clears throat> the highest praise he will hear from me is, uh, you know, not too shabby. Not too shabby, or <laughs> not too bad. That is the highest praise he gets from me. That's just my, my vocabulary. But there's another story that might fit more, more to me. The Duke of Wellington. Anyone knows who the Duke of Wellington was? Oh, of course, Brit knows. The Duke of Wellington, he was a British military leader, and he fought against Napoleon in the Battle of Waterloo. And he defeated him, and uh, he was not an easy man to serve under. He was brilliant, he was very demanding, (coughs) and not one to shower his subordinates with lots of compliments. Uh, Yet even Wellington realized... Uh, that his methods left something to be desired. Uh, In his old age, a young lady asked him if anything he would do differently if he had the chance to live again. And Wellington thought for a moment, and he said, I'd give more praise. I think that's kind of more me. Not that I fought a monster battle and now I'm famous, but more like, yeah, sometimes I think I need to praise more. Once in a while, I see an opportunity, like, let's stick with you, Britt, I was talking with Britt yesterday, and then Ruben came in and he wanted to tell me something, and instead of just barging in like, daddy, daddy, and don't care that adults are talking, he just tapped my shoulder, and he was waiting. And when we were done, it was his turn. And I did not miss to praise him for that behavior. And you should have seen his smile on his face. So that was great. Okay, today might not be a a super big surprise for you. We like to uh, read scripture about praise. I mean, we're in church after all, right? That is not a big surprise we might talk about praise. And uh, we like to read a whole chapter. Okay? So take your Bible, if you have one, or take the Bible that's under your seat. And let's see how close we can get to that chapter we're reading today. So try to open the Bible perfectly in the middle. And tell me where you end up. I said, take your Bible Mm -hmm. and open it up precisely in the middle and see where you add up. Okay, Okay. I hear a whisper. We're ending up in Psalms. Very good. Okay. Uh, Who else is ending up in the book of Psalms? Yeah? Okay. Which Psalm? 127. 127? 75. 75? 92. 92? Okay. That is all pretty good. So again, we like to read a whole chapter. Hopefully that's not too intimidating for you because it's going to be the shortest psalm in the Bible, okay? In fact, Britt already knows, okay, now there we go. In fact, it's not just the shortest chapter, uh, psalm in the Bible, it's also the shortest chapter in the whole Bible. And on top of that, this also would be the chapter that is literally central in the Bible. If you count all the chapters from the beginning and from the end and meet in the middle, you will end up in this chapter. And that is chapter Psalm 117. That is the song we would like to read together. Let's do it together because it's just a short one. You can read it up there or in your Bible. Psalm one seventeen, 17, Praise the Lord, all you nations, exalt him, all you peoples, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. That is the scripture we'd like to take a look today. Um, This Psalm 117 is part of, it's called the Egyptian praise. Why Egyptian? Well, it's not that an Egyptian wrote those psalms. It's most unlikely, we do not know as often who wrote this psalm. Sometimes we hear, you know, this was... um, Read, read by the sons of Korah or by David, whatever, but here we do not know. Uh, most unlikely it was an Egyptian, but we call them the Egyptian praise songs or praises because they have something to do with Egypt. Is there any story in the Bible you might remember or recall that has something to do with Egypt? Where this psalm might fit in. When it says, praise the Lord, all you nations, exalt him, all you peoples. Why well, yeah, exactly. Easter is coming up. And Easter has something to do with Passover. And that brings us to the story when the Israelites marched out of Egypt. And then later on, in the Bible, God gives the Israelites very specific... Um, a very specific order how to celebrate that Passover, right, as a remembrance. And it does not tell us, hey, you read those Egyptian, Egyptian Psalms, because that would start in Psalm 113 to 118. This is called the Egyptian uh, praise, praise Psalms. But, historically, uh, the, the Jewish tradition will tell us that uh, you would, during that Passover meal, you would sing all those um, those psalms. In fact, in, in Matthew it, it tells us after, they, after Jesus and the um, disciples sang a hymn, they went out to the garden. It doesn't tell us specifically that's what they were singing, but most certain that's what they were singing. So, most certainty we can say yeah, actually you know what? Jesus sang Psalm One Isn't that cool? Okay. So, again, we're at church, so of course we're talking about praise. That shouldn't be a big surprise. But here's the question, why? Why should we praise the Lord? Because it shows up twice, right? At the very beginning, praise the Lord, all you nations, and then at the very end, It also shows up again, praise the Lord. And the the why question is in here, right? In in, in verse 1 and 2, it's already right there. Why do we praise the Lord, all the nations? Why do we exalt Him, all the people? For His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. This, uh, the, the, the Hebrew word for faithfulness also could be translated truth. So you also could read, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. So those kind of things really belong together, his merciful kindness and truth. We have a Bible study on Wednesday, and I think it was talking about this he was talking about truth. Well, could I share a truth about me? I hope I have your attention, uh, attention. Though now I wonder why you think usually I don't tell you the truth? Anyhow, if you could turn around and look Below the clock, right there, below the clock, you will see a target, and I will try with my bow to hit that target. Okay. Just stay seated, right where you are. Okay, because (laughs) this could be dangerous. Hey, just kidding. This would be way too dangerous, right? That's not what we're going to do. Not at all. I thought about it. Well, I, I got something else. So, I will attempt with this Frisbee to hit the, 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 the target, okay? The bullseye. I wish I could tell you. Uh, I uh, shot a, a bull moose with the bow already, but you know how it is in Galena. You really like to get the bull in the freezer, right? And then you can play with that with the bow. So, anyhow, I will try to hit the bull's eye. Why do they call it bull's eye? I mean, if I go moose hunting, I don't like to hit the bull's eye, right? I usually aim for the heart, but anyhow. Okay, let's see if I... Who thinks I will miss the... I will uh, hit the bullseye? Anyone? (laughs) No way? thank you, (laughs) Britt. Okay, let's try. Oh. Oh! Well, okay. Um, Can I have a volunteer? Because I have another first team. Who thinks can do better than me? Oh, 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 oh. Luke. Someone pointed at you. Uh, Luke, please come up here. Let's give it a try. For the longest time, Luke would come over to our house and we would play uh, board games every Monday night. That's still the case, in case uh, you don't know what to do Monday night. And most often, Luke would win. So Luke, please, please uh, show us what you can do. Oh, okay. No. It was closer. Thanks for pointing that out, Kimberly. <laughs> um, thanks for trying. Okay. I told you I wanted to tell you a truth about me, it has something to do with this target. Well, the truth is that I'm a bad aimer, right? And Lucas, too. I'm <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not alone. But uh, really, the real truth I want to tell you about me is that I am a sinner. And that word, sin, or sinner, that is actually a hunting term. It is a hunting term because what I just did, I missed the target. And that's what it means to sin. I missed the target. I am a sinner. Hmm. That is nothing really um, popular to say those those kind of days, right? But it doesn't really matter what the society thinks, or what I think, or what Brit thinks, or what Marcus thinks. It's way more important to think what God thinks. And when we go to Genesis, I remember right after the flood. God talked with Noah, and he said, you know what, I will never flood the world again, because man's heart is evil. Complete. From the very beginning, from his youth, the heart is just evil. And he said he would not do it. But nowadays, the society will tell us, hey, you know what, there is no absolute truth. Whatever you think is right, that is right. It's it's basically. Imagine you would take the bow and you would shoot, and right after that, you would put the target around it. How's that? I mean, isn't that cool? I hit the target! Wow. forget it. Really forget it. That is not. Because, (coughs) again, God will determine what is right and what is wrong. What is true. Now, if we would say here in, in Psalm 117, if we would just, you know, often that's what we like to do. When we read scripture, we just like to select the stuff we like right? If someone would say, hey, you know what, um, <clears throat> let's keep out merciful kindness, and if we would just read, and thank you for the truth, the truth of the Lord endures forever. I mean, truth is great, right? Well, the problem is, for us, when we <coughs> talk about God's truth, and if there's no mercy, guess what? Truth Will kill us. Why would truth kill us? Well, I just explained to you I am a sinner. I missed the target. And God tells me, hey, if you miss the target, you are separate from me because I am holy. You are a sinner. You have nothing to do with me. So that's why the people praise the Lord because he is truth, he is faithful, but the most important thing for us, he is also very kind and merciful to us. Because without that, we would be completely lost. Completely lost. That is just the reality. Now here's another question. Hmm. And it says, praise the Lord, all you nations. By the way, uh, the guy I was named after, Martin Luther, he was also talking about Psalm 117, of course he did. You know how many pages he wrote about Psalm 117? 36 pages. That is a lot for two verses. He had a lot of things to say about this, and one thing he pointed out is like he said, "This song is prophetic." Why is this song prophetic? Because it mentions the nations. Now remember, Psalm one seventeen. That's that's the first part of the Bible, right? And usually it's about Israel and not so much about the nations. When we talk about Um, the faithfulness of the Lord, this usually starts in the the New Testament, right? With the Gospels, the good news. Well, I don't know where we got that one from. Not at all, because you also remember another old guy, his name is shoot, what's his name? Yes, his name is Abraham. What was Abraham's problem? He didn't have kids. He wanted to have kids. And then God made him a promise and said, hey, you will get kids. And one of those kids, that will be the hope for the whole world. That's what he said. So, and he was also saying, kind of word for word like, he will bless the nations. So right there it is, it's in the Old Testament. It doesn't start with the New Testament. It also tells us in Isaiah, because often we think like, oh yeah, no, it's just the Old Testament, it's all about Israel, right? Well, no. Isaiah 9 tells us hey, Israel is there for a purpose. What is the purpose of Israel? To be a light for the nations. That was the purpose of Israel. You see the world map over there, right? You kinda know where Israel is? I'm pretty sure you know, but I will point it out anyways. It's right here. Have you ever wondered why Israel, just saying, geographically pretty much is in the middle of the world map? You think that has something to do with that? that Israel is the light of the world. It might not matter nowadays anymore so much because we're just flying around and online and internet and whatnot, but like for the longest time of the world, people were just uh, traveling by foot and by horse and and by ship and whatnot, right? And that location is strategic, very strategic, to travel from Africa to Asia, from Europe to, to Africa and whatnot. A lot of those people had to travel through Israel. And the Bible tells us very clearly that that is the purpose of Israel, that they are the light for the nations. Okay? You know your Bible a little bit, right? What do you think? How much of a good job did Israel do to be the light of the nations? Kimberly? They were terrible. They were terrible. They were terrible indeed. And still, sometimes we see they did do it. Like for example, maybe not the obvious one, but uh, Solomon was really wise, right? And the Queen of Sheba came to him, down there from Africa, and she inquired the wisdom. And she heard the wisdom, not just about science and whatnot. I'm pretty certain that Solomon also shared his knowledge about the Creator. Indeed, he did, because later on we read that the Queen of Sheba was praising the Lord. So they did. Another story, maybe not as obvious, if you go to 2 Kings 5. 2 Kings 5. We read this story about this Syrian captain, Naaman. Remember that guy who had leprosy? And he traveled to to Israel and went to the prophet. And the prophet said, "Okay, just, uh, just go to the Jordan, dunk down seven times, and you will be healed. And Naaman was really thankful, and he did it right away. Exactly? No he was furious. If I remember, was the prophet even seeing him? No. He just sent out his servants and yeah, just tell them to dunk in the, in the Jordan River. And he was furious and saying, are you kidding me? In this dirty river? We might think the Jordan is famous, right? Well, I mean, in a sense, the Jordan River is famous in Israel, but you, you might think this is this gigantic river with crystal clear water. I remember when I was there for youth exchange, it's this little tiny muddy river. Okay? And that's what Naaman was was thinking too. Are you kidding me? I was traveling for days to get here and then I should just dunk into this dirty river and that heals me? No way. Well, eventually he got convinced he did it. And he got healed, right? Who started that? Why did Naaman, Naaman the captain go to the prophet? Who told him to do that? Let's read the few f- uh, first verses. Now Naaman, captain of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man before his master and held favor because by him The Lord had given deliverance to Aaron. He was also a mighty warrior, but he had leprosy. The Arameans had gone out raiding and had taken captive a little girl from the land of Israel, and she waited for the wife of Naaman. She said to her mistress, If only my Lord were before the prophet who is in Samaria, then he would take away his leprosy from him." So there we have, well, a very tough example, right, how the Israelites would be a light to the nations. Wow. How is it possible that the Lord would uh, let that happen? They would raid into Israel and get this young girl, and now she's working as a slave. Well, that's part of Second Kings. If you ask my boys after the service, ask them, what is the key word for the second book of Kings? and they will tell you exile because God let it happen. He said, okay, hey guys, you're not listening. You're not obeying. You're not doing what I told you to be the light of the world. You will go in exile. And that's what he did. But the exile was not completely carried out, right? There was always what? Isaiah talks about it. There was always a remnant. And that remnant brings us back to the merciful kindness of God. If if God would be pure truth, and He is, but just that by itself, we would vanish. We would have no chance. But that's why the nations praise him. That's why they exalt him. Because he is not just truth. He is not just faithful, but he is also merciful and kind to us. When Jesus was standing in front of Pilate, let's go to John 18. I start reading 33, John 18, 33. again Pilate entered the Praetorium, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking of your own accord, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation, and the chief priest handed you over to me, What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Therefore Pilate said to him, Then are you a king? Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into this world, to bear witness to the truth. That is Jesus' answer. Why did Jesus come into this world? According to his own words? To bear witness to the truth. It is interesting that I I told you at the beginning that Jesus most likely, most certain, was reading, singing Psalm 117 during Passover. He was Singing, praise the Lord, all you nations. And who is the reason that all the nations can praise God? Because that was Him. Because that year, He was the Passover Lamb. He was the one who got cruci- uh, who got crucified. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Exalt Him, all the peoples. Okay. What is the difference between praising and being thankful for? Well, when when the Bible talks about praise, usually we would say, if, uh, like, we do that in our family every night. We ask the boys, including ourselves, what are you thankful for today? And then we just recollect the day, and all kinds of stuff comes up, or maybe not. So, that, that is being thankful for. If I praise, then it's more, not, not so much what have you done, but it's more like who you are. So, how can we praise the Lord? And actually, it's not, it's not that easy. How can I praise the Lord for who He is? Well, we praise him because he died on the cross for us, right? Well, that's what he has done for us. Of course we can praise him for that. Okay, to make it more easy, it greatly helps to look at the names of the Lord in the Old Testament. Okay, I want for you to get up and look under your chair for little 3x5 cards because there are some names of the Lord. If you can't find one under your chair, it might be on the next chair. All the way down there. Oh, (coughs) there is one. So I, I want to ask you if we could start with Britt right here and then we go all the way down to the back. And then we go over here to Luke. And I will say, the Lord is, and then you just, Britt would say, what do, you, what do you have? My strength. So I say, the Lord is, then Britt is saying, my strength. And after that we all together again. Will repeat my strength. Chair. Sure. <laughs> it, it. We we all gotten a, a three by five card, or do we need help here in the back? No problem. We yeah, we have extra. We have extra. Oh, this just that this one. I I can help. No problems. Oh yeah, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, Do you have one, Jerry? No. There. Oh, here we go. We have one. Okay. Good. Okay. Let's try it. Okay. So the Lord is the horn of my salvation. The horn of my salvation. The Lord is my glory. My glory. The Lord is? The Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. The Lord is? Eternal God. Eternal God. The Lord is? Jealous. Jealous. The Lord is? The Lord who heals you. The Lord who heals you. The Lord is? My shepherd. My shepherd. The Lord is? The Lord who makes you holy. The Lord that makes you holy. The Lord is King forever. King forever. forever. The Lord is The Shield. The SHIELD. The The Lord is. The Lord who saves.
1: The Lord who
0: saves. The Lord is The Judge. The Judge. The Lord is? My light. My light. light. The Lord is Creator. 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 The Lord is strong and mighty. Strong and mighty. Amen. That is the Lord. We were actually, in one of the songs, we were singing a scripture. Again, when we read songs, we hopefully find some scripture in those songs. And one of the songs that... Um, mentions a lot of God's names is Psalm 18, verse 2. Some of them we mentioned. the Lord is my pillar and my fortress, and my deliverer, my rock, my God is I whom take refuge, my shield and my horn of my salvation, my high tower. That is what the Lord is for us. may I ask you this week to memorize a whole chapter of the Bible. Hint, hint. And please keep the 3x5 if you would. And in your next prayer time, when you like to praise the Lord, maybe ponder on this 3x5 a little bit, look up the scripture, and practice how to praise the Lord. I want to ask you again one more time to get up and read Psalm 117 together. Let's all get up and read it together.
1: Praise the Lord all, all you nations.
0: Exalt him, all you peoples, for all his merciful and kindness is great toward us. us. And the the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. forever. Praise Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are the only one who is worthy of praise. Nothing else can compare to you. We thank you for this great reminder how many names you have. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the old testament and shoot all those stories about Israel when they failed and there's absolutely no reason for us to finger point to Israel because you told us the reason why you're sharing the history of Israel is to give us a lesson and help us to do our job. We haven't replaced Israel but we got joined into Israel in our job as well, as we all know, is to be the light of this world. Lord, I do pray for myself and I pray for all of us as we sing at Kids Club that we will let our lights shine in this world. We can shine, we can't shine our own light, but we can let you shine in us. Give us an opportunity today This week, at work, at school, wherever you bring us in contact with other people, they will be uh, courageously shine your light in us. We're praising you and we're honoring you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've been blessed by the hearing of God's Word feel free to connect with us at www.galenabiblechurchak.com and subscribe to this podcast at iTunes or at galenamissions.podbean.com